so I can buy like some apparel. Why can I hear myself? That's what I want to know. We're supposed to be professionals here. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Wasteland High. I'm Dom. That's Hambone. And we are bringing you two interesting episodes of Degrassi The Next Generation as we continue our Degrassi commentary. Nathaniel, this heat, my guy. Are you killing you, you kidding me? This heat? Hey, it's a scorcher How- out there. Man, I was uh, I was checking the temperature uh, today. It was like 94, 95 today. But I saw tomorrow, uh, it's forecasted that you're still going to be a bitch. <laughs> Yikes. I'm pulling no punches. I'm, I'm going for uh, a shocking disc jockey. I'm going for that shock jock appeal. I came into this thing feeling so good about myself. Yeah, you're, and yeah. now I've lost all confidence. I've taken it away from you. Yeah. Well, look, uh, I don't want you feeling good because we're going into some some heavy eps. Uh, turned out parts one and two. These are JT episodes, baby. Are you ready? The Clown Prince of Degrassi. He's, uh, he's getting a two-parter. Look, I'm pulling for my boy JT. The world needs to be a little bit kinder mm. to this small, gentle emphasis on the word small boy. Ooh, we um, hitting below treat the JT with some TLC. That's all I ask. Okay, we'll see how the world we'll treats him. I mean, if there's any truth to the fact that whenever you get a two-parter, uh, you're handled with kid gloves and everything works out for you in the end, then I guess JT has nothing to worry about, right? Oh my God, JT's gonna get an abortion. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what's gonna happen. Uh, are you ready to press play? Are you down? Yeah. Are you down with the sickness? Ooh. All right. <laughs> I will. I'm doing a little countdown. We're starting. Turned out part one in three, two, one. Let's get into it. All right. JT and his American Eagle best or Air Apostle or whatever the fuck he's wearing. So the word is out? At least, at uh, least to the, the counselor. At least to Bjork. Yeah. Sweet, sweet Bjork. Mm, mm, mm. She's so fun. Uh, yeah, so Liberty and JT are meeting with Miss Sauve and talking about their options. Talking about uh, the plan going forward. How do you feel about Liberty's glow up here? Uh, she's looking better. Well, it's that, it's that pregnant glow she's got, you know? Definitely. So JT wants to put the baby up for adoption. Liberty wants to keep it. I don't... I don't know that she's made the case to me as an audience member that she would want to keep the baby. Like as a Really? Character. Oh, yeah. As a character, no. That does not make sense. Especially for Liberty. Liberty, of all people, she either would have had an abortion already, like, without even informing JT, she would have done it yeah, like, she's just immediately. Got that, she's got that attitude of, like, I know what I want in my yeah. life. Like, uh, I just couldn't see this derailing everything. No. Oh, check it out. JT's on camera. He is... 
looks like he's like an arts and crafts type guy for like children on a public access show. Chasing that dream. Yeah. And Millhouse looks like he hit puberty. Like his face is bigger. It's just so like incremental like it's just so like i need one big glow up from him i can't handle these like happening every episode he's like grew like half a centimeter nah he's wearing lug boots like he's wearing lugs remember lugs they had like three inches see toby is very yeah fuck you toby as an adopted kid myself uh what do you want you want me to grow up in a dumpster? Is that what you want, you little bitch? Probably does. I think that's what he wants, yeah. Definitely. Uh, here's our B-plot. Yeah. Oh God. That's what I'm talking about. Craig and Manny macking at the dock. I don't know dock. if I'm ever going to get used to this. Uh, get used to it, motherfucker. Cranny is here to stay. And just like the perfect couple, they're setting uh, their third wheel up on a date. Damn, she's passing. She went for Jay, almost. No, she definitely went for Jay multiple times, enough for him to give her gonorrhea. So she should be open to anything. Definitely. JT's got... He's still working this job, too. Wow. Still working at the pharmacy. Oh, up walks Jay. the devil. Hell. That's what I'm talking about. Where Jay at? Out here causing trouble. Love that he's just like yeah. casually stealing. He just can't stop. He's got that candy bandit in his blood. Man, Liberty is like forcing JT to work in this shitty job. She wants to keep that dumbass kid. I mean, it's only going to be half dumbass because it's JT's kid, but mm. like the other half is genius because it's Liberty's. But either way, Jay is uh, trying to coax JT into, I don't know, something. JT's playing hardball. Man, with JT and uh, Jay here, this is like. The battle of the horse face versus the uh, round <sighs> head. <laughs> I'm not going to dignify that by asking which one is which. I'm just going to allow that. How is it not obvious? I, I, I know it's obvious. I'm just saying I'm not going to shit on these guys. You know, it's, I'm not JT, shitting on them. It's just the way it is. <laughs> yeah, JT's got a horse face. It is what it is. This fucker is still around? Oh, yeah. Jesus. Degrassi's Patrick Bateman. Walking up on Emma. This is our B-plot. It's an Emma B-plot. Great. Yeah, she's got multiple suitors. She's got fucking sociopath Peter and the mystery man that Craig and Manny want to hook her up with. Peter, the filmmaker here, he should hang out down at the quarry. He gets. You mean the ravine? Or the ravine, yeah, he... You'd get some great content down there. He most definitely would. 
JT's burning the candle at both ends, sleeping on a bench at Degrassi. But he's got multivitamins for liberty. Or ginger tea, it looks like. Either way, close enough. What a great partner. Yeah, he's trying to be. I mean, all things considered, I think he's taking it pretty well. He's got two jobs. He's trying to provide, like, you know, tea for liberty. It's being super responsible. Even JT's spitting out facts here. It's not logical. What's he spitting out? What's he saying? Facts. He's saying, do you know what having a baby means for your life? Mm. He's the clown. He knows that she's got big things. She could do great things. Indeed. Can't do that with a little... little Ankle biter. Crying baby. Yeah, true. So in media immersion and Snake just dropped the bomb that JT's uh, public access children's television host. Damn, why put JT on blast like this? Shit, it's working. The ladies love it. Like Manny and Emma, they can't get enough of this shit. And Liberty just slid right over to him. She's sopping wet. She can't handle it. She's like, you're so good with children. Oh, my God. I mean, why is Liberty so into it? She was shitting all over his dreams. I know. Three Doesn't make sense. Ago. Doesn't make sense, Nathaniel. Did you ever uh, have, like, a friend who was in, like, a disgusting, like, oh yeah, lovey-dovey thing yeah, like yeah, this? Yeah. Yeah, it happened my senior year. Mm. And I had just broken up with my girlfriend like at the beginning of the summer or at the beginning of the school year. And it was just, it was tumultuous. It was bad news. Oh, fuck. Yeah, Craig and Manny set Emma up with Derek. This is fucking hot. Fucking weasel. (laughs) Jesus. It makes no sense. They're just like, hey, we we know this guy. He's a friend of Jimmy's. Yeah, they're scraping the bottom of the barrel. Like, look, I don't wish great things for Emma, but she she could do better than this. Can she? I mean, she's going from Jay to Derek. And look, he's all sweaty, too. He probably just came from practice. Yeah, no showers for him. Coated in a fine layer of grease. Who would you say is filthier? Him or, like, season three... <laughs> Spinner. Who's more disgusting? I mean, Spinner is kind of the rat goblin king. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, he's looking pretty clean these days. I'm just well, saying. Well, yeah, the, you, you said like season two or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was back then. So, yeah, I don't know. I think this kid, Derek, I think he's at least wiping once. <laughs> I should have waited. I almost like I couldn't take a sip while you're saying that. Yeah, he, yeah. Well, no, that's the thing. We decided Spinner wipes once, but he never goes back for another wipe. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Okay. So they just got the ultrasound, and it looks like JT's just been hit with the reality that there's a bun in that oven. 
And maybe uh, adoption isn't the way they want to go. I don't know. Who's to say? Oh, hold on. Uh, pause real quick just so we don't talk over this. But I was wondering, like, you asked me, but I didn't ask you, did you also, like, go through this where you had a friend in a really, like, lovey-dovey relationship and you were the third wheel? Uh, I've definitely had friends, like, in high school who... I was definitely the third wheel at points. I would never say that those relationships were like ultra lovey dovey. It was more like just the typical, like, Oh, I'm hanging out with her today. Mm. You're sort of like, okay. <laughs> it, it, it. Like, it. yeah. So it could have been worse. It could have been the like ultra soppy kind of thing, but it was more yeah. just like, I got to go to work today yeah like it was just like this relationship is like she wants to hang out and i guess i just gotta go do that Mm. because we're together it was it was that kind of thing yeah uh the friendship i was thinking of like back in high school where my best friend at the time had his girlfriend it was like we all liked her at first and then she just grew to be more and more and more annoying and the two of them together were just terrible. Not terrible in the sense like they're always fighting or anything. It was just like, I don't want to hang out with them together. That type of thing. And yeah. yeah, like my best friend in high school, like he had this girlfriend for like, I don't know. It was like his first real girlfriend. And they were dated for like at least over a year. I don't think I ever talk to her like what? i don't think i don't think i literally i i probably like passing like just pleasantries but like she just existed in a different world and like he was mm. drawn into that world and she was like deep in like the drama like club or whatever oh shit she was one of those kids and he was kind of like sort of in that and I just wasn't. And it was just sort of like he was living two lives. And I was just like, I don't particularly like her or care about her. You seem to have your own separate world with her. So I don't know. Just see you later when you're hanging out with her, I guess. It was just those worlds never collided. It was just weird. I don't think, but that was like, I don't think he liked being in that relationship at all. I think he was just like, did it because he was like, well, this is happening. It's an opportunity. I guess I'll take it. Never been yeah. in a relationship. I want to see what it's like. Huh. That's that's how it always felt to me. That's fair. Uh, the the friendship I was talking about. This was like his his first girlfriend, and he mm. like got with her like senior year. So it was it was a lot to deal with. But uh, I just remember this one instance. This was a year or so after high school actually a couple years after high school and they were still together, unfortunately. And super bad had just come out and we're, we were all like hyped to go see it. And we had like this little friend group or whatever. And, but okay. So it was like a year after high school. Cause we, we were all like my buddy and me, we were 18 at this point, but his girlfriend was either 16 or 17. And we're like, okay, cool. We're going to see Super Bad, blah, blah, blah. 
and we were worried because the movie theater wouldn't let his girlfriend's friend in because she was 16 or 17, but she didn't have ID. And not the girlfriend, but the girlfriend's friend. And I was like friends with the girlfriend's friend more so than I was the girlfriend. Like I was into the girlfriend's friend. It was this whole weird thing. But uh, we're all going to go see Superbad. And I remember telling my friend, ah, dude, we can't go to this theater because I think they card. And this girl's name is Kathy. I said, Kathy doesn't have ID. And my friend, he was like, oh, that's okay. Jody has an ID so she can get in. Like not realizing like, okay, yeah, your girlfriend can get in. But then that just means it's me, you and your girlfriend going to see this movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas it could be like <clears throat> me, you, your girlfriend and this girl that I'm interested in. And mm-hmm. we can all like be together and have fun. He's like, oh no, my girlfriend can get in. So it's not a problem. And that was like, yeah, I was just like, ah, that was the whole thing. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad times. Let's yeah. uh, let's get back to the app. But conversely, have you also like ever been a teen father who's trying to convince your girlfriend to give the baby up for adoption? Um, definitely like came close a couple times, but mm, hell yeah, not me. I'm a pullout king. Damn. Yeah, you can ask anybody. Damn, she's giving JT all the power. This is your dream. You said men's rights. And DeGrasse writers listen. What? He wants to keep the fucking baby. He acquiesced to his woman. She's a black queen. Look, they're in an interracial relationship. He deferred to the black queen. Royalty. Liberty Van Zandt. Her father knows the mayor. You think JT wants that hanging over his head? Oh, so this is uh, JT's grandma, who he lives with. See, she has a similar horse face. Jesus. Uh, what similar horse? She's got like, no, she has no horse face. Either way. Uh, this is like the first time we're seeing JT's home life because, I mean, it's what, season five now? And we're finally getting a glimpse into where he lives. They just broke the news to his grandma and she is not happy. Whoa, grandma's yeah. spitting fire here, slapping JT around. Verbally, of course. But JT said, like, we figured that you could help us, Grandma. You raised Mom and you raised me. And Grandma was like, look, I'm trying to go to hedonism. I'm trying to get my shit wrecked. I will not be raising another child. So Liberty and JT are on their own. If you had a son... And he Ugh. came home when he was 16 with his girlfriend and said, we're pregnant. What, what would your reaction be? Depends how pregnant. <laughs> um, 
like halfway and they were like, we're keeping the kid and we're excited about it. And we love each other. Like basically uh, what they just said. Uh, like if they came man. in and were like, not just saying, oh, we're pregnant. Cause that seems like they, should should pause. Be, they just need help. You pause, taking... right? Oh no. I just pause. pause. Yeah. But yeah, if they come in, they're, they're yeah, that's one thing. If they're like, oh, we're pregnant and you know we don't know what to do, versus what JT and Liberty just did, where they're like, guess what? We're pregnant and we're going to be parents. What do you think? Um, it's you're hard. Just, you're because, excited, right? Because as um. As my girlfriend believes, and as I believe, I don't have any children, like as far as I know. But if I did, I mean, I would like to think that I would like, I don't know, scold both of them, like both parties, my son and his girlfriend about their decision and talk to them about how difficult it's going to be and everything. But uh, I, I would hope that by the year, like, okay, so I'm in my mid-30s now. Let's say I have a kid next year. So 16 years from now, what are we in, 2023? Almost, 2022. Okay, so it's, okay, so next year I'll have a kid. That's not going to work. It's 2023. And then 16 years from na- from then, it would be what, like, 2039 maybe okay 2039 i would hope that they have passed a bill for late-term abortion to where you can kill the kid when they're like five years old so but, but what if they're like fuck you we're, we're we're having this kid how how are you doing it you're under my care you live under my roof if I am telling you no to the 16-year-old, like, what are you going to do? I mean, it's it's up to the woman, like, to the young girl at that mm-hmm. point. But, like, as a parent, I have every uh, – I can just ship my son off to a different state. Mm-hmm. You can go go to a different school. I, there's so many things a parent could do to keep them from going down that path. Ah, pff, I could – do chemical ca- castration for my son mm. if I ever find yeah, out that yeah. he's having sex. I don't know. Uh, look, I would love to say that I would be understanding and welcome like both of them into my home and say like, okay, we'll do this together. But keep in mind when I was 22 or 23, I forget how old I was. My sister came home and told our parents when she was 19 that mm. she was pregnant and she had a kid. And because she and I shared a wall and I could hear that baby crying, I moved out like a mm. week after that kid was born. Do I love him now? Yes. He's the best. He's so great. But when he was a baby, no yeah. thanks. And I feel like I'm still that guy. I don't want no babies in my house. <sighs> yeah. Which is, which is probably the reason why, like I don't like I don't want kids, but if my 16-year-old came to me and told me that they were having a kid, it would only be because he found me like in a newspaper after like eating the world's biggest watermelon. 
he sees like local man eats world's biggest watermelon. He's like, Oh shit. I think that's my dad. And he tracks me down and he's like, Hey dad, I think I'm your son. First of all, secondly, I have a kid like I'm about to. And then I'd be like, Mm. bye. You know, I mean, why, what would you do? Um, I don't really know. I def I'd be against it, but mainly because it would just be, it would just be so cringe. Mm, like ha- having give, them be that baby would give you the ick. Yeah, the baby would give me the ick, but also just like my son and just some random girl, and they're like, "Ooh, my parents!" I'd be like, "Fuck you." you well, not random. I mean, random. if we're that no we're this logic, no hi- like and Liberty have known each other since they were like twelve. Yeah, but the, but there's just something so inherently. I get that like some high school sweethearts make it, but it's so rare, and I just feel like any like look, even if my son or daughter, like if I had a son or daughter, even if they were just in high school, they're like, I got a boyfriend, I got a girlfriend, I'd be like, cool. It's it would still be cringe. Like anyone they date in high school, I. I'm just going to be like, this is fucking cringe. <laughs> You'd walk like, by their room and he'd be on the phone like, hey, I love you. You'd be in the doorway going, okay, I love you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. I'd be like, who the fuck are you texting? Like, my girlfriend. I'd be like, oh my God. Class, it's, yeah, I'd be, like, you'd be like, you think this is the most important shit right now, don't you? You're not even going to remember her name when you're 30. Fuck off. You're, you're, come back. Come, come back to me when you're serious i don't know back to me when you've signed a lease that's how you know you're in the shit together uh you're killing his 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 heart like young love man i get it no i i get it i was there i did i had all that those feelings but it was cringe oh yeah it was cringe it was we were all cringe lords in high school with our (laughs) little relationships if i could tell you the number of poems i wrote Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah, it's it's all fucking cringe. Like I know it's gonna happen. I just don't wanna like be exposed too heavily to it. I'm gonna get some of that yeah. like secondhand radiation. Well, if you don't get exposed to it, your son comes home and tells you that he's having a kid. You That's know what true. I'm saying? You gotta be a helicopter. Yeah, you got you're like, uh, gotta be involved in his fucking life. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. But if you are going to have a kid, you guys got to start early. You got to, I mean, you're already late. Your girlfriend is what, a year or two older than you? Uh, in a couple more years, the term geriatric pregnancy is going to be thrown around a lot. Like our former co host, Lacey, she's only 36, or I think she just turned 37. That's, oh no, 36. That's technically a geriatric pregnancy. That's fucked. Yeah, that was like the age my parents were. They were like late 30s. My parents mm-hmm. were in their mid-30s when they adopted me. My mom was 38 or 39 when she had my sister. And then she was in her 40s when she had my brother. So, yeah, I know, the 90s, man. Go figure. <sighs> but here we are. All right. Are we pressing play? Yeah. All right. I'm on uh, Emma and Peter. And Peter's still trying to like get up in Emma's Same-sies. fucking chonies or whatever. I don't know. I should tell you, like, Peter's here to stay for a while. I could kind of guess that. He just keeps popping up. Yeah, and he's I in mean, the main credits. 
it's a thing. I mean, what's worse, Peter, who's yeah, essentially Patrick Bateman, or that little fucking weasel, Derek? Oh, they'll both be around for a while. I'm just saying, I'd probably go for Peter, even though he's mm. doing some wildly unethical stuff. Derek's just too grody. Peter's that Brock Turner guy. <laughs> he gives yeah. off a lot of Brock Turner vibes for me. Definitely. But the tragedy is with him is that he's going to get away with everything. True. Uh, I mean, as we've already seen, he got five weeks of detention for distributing child porn. Yeah. Uh, so we're back to our A-plot, JT and Liberty are now uh, storming the uh, – not the capital or anything, but they're going to Liberty's house to break the they're, news. They're going to get their own place. Uh, they're they're thinking like, about it. What? What are what are apartments in the early aughts in uh, Toronto? Fucking five maple leaves. <laughs> yeah. Oh my five God. maple leaves and a gallon of moose moose jizz, and you got yourself a three bedroom, two bath. I mean, he's yeah. got to be making like fucking four fifty an hour. Yeah, at his shitty little. But I will say God. this is this reads like this. This feels very teenage. You know what I mean? Like this feels like like shit teenagers would think to do. Like, oh, we'll just get an apartment. We'll do this. We'll go out on our own. Because I definitely remember being 17 and thinking to myself, oh, as soon as graduation hits, like, I'm out of here. 18, I'm getting my own place. And I even called around to, like, price apartments. And it was a lot more than I could afford. God. It's just, like, so (laughs) fucking depressing, like... Yeah, we're watching JT you, realize the price of like baby formula and diapers and shit. He just quit his uh, job at the children's television show. Yeah, and it's just like he's still in school. He's still a fucking kid, and now yeah. he's just he's just like, well, I guess I should do this for some other kid. Like, he, you're not even done yet. Babies raising babies, Nathaniel. Oh, so we're on our B plot again. This gremlin boy is trying to get with Emma, and he's talking about wrestling he's because gonna, he, he's got to fix that hunchback of his. <laughs> he's hunched. He's slouching. Little quasi over here. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Emma and Derek, a love story for the ages. Have you ever tasted fresh venison? No. Hmm. You're missing out. I don't even know what venison is. I think it's deer. So this date is not going well. What is venison? Oh, yeah. So it is deer meat. I can't imagine. Oh, man. He just said, like, he and his uncle killed 
a de- like they went hunting and they made fresh venison. It's Bambi, bro. Mm. Rough stuff. Wow, look at this! Look at this place! Look at this apartment! This kid's gonna have a great life. This apartment is fine. I've lived in worse places. Like, wasn't that? I mean, you had that one apartment that was like a block away from some crawfish place where you could smell it, like right when you yeah. walked outside. Yeah, no, it's it's fine. It's fine for it's like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> there, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just like knowing it's like, yeah, this is where we got to raise. Yeah. Yeah. And did he say seven fifty? Yep. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's like incredible in 2022 for where we're sure. living, but yeah. at the, in the time and place and location that they are, I mean, yeah, for a kid probably making like five bucks an hour, like yeah, no way. a month, it's like, that's kind of fucked. But here we go. Jay's back. And uh, I don't know if you caught this, but Jay knew all about JT's uh, television gig because what is is he playing at here? Well, I mean, you'll find out soon, but I just like the fact that Jay is watching daytime television and it's, he's like flipping through the channels and he sees JT and he's just like, I know that guy. Ooh, he's going to try and get JT to do some shady shit for some cold, hard cash. You think so? Jay? Targeting him. He's targeting him because he's got access to the pills. Jay's a fucking mastermind, man. You have to do taxes, JT. How are you gonna file this? Hmm. Drug dealer. (laughs) Just don't claim it. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. True. Ah. So Emma shows up to the movies. Peter just so happens to be there. God, two of them. This would be like the Aryan power couple. <laughs> this was Hitler's dream. Yeah. Like, if I could revive Hitler and just show him one frame of, like, Peter and Emma, he'd be like, ah, success. And he would die of happiness. That's how you kill Hitler. You go back in time, you just show him this episode of Degrassi. He kills himself. He's like, everything I do plans out. Like, it pans out. I'm good now. God, Emma's just further cementing herself as the uh, feminist she is by associating with this guy. I was going to say, yeah. Shittiest friend, world's worst feminist, all of the above. Because lest we forget, Peter preyed upon a drunk Manny and distributed her nude photo or nude video mm-hmm. across the entire school. I mean, previously we would have seen Emma like come up with some campaign to isolate Peter. We just saw JT take a handful of oxycodone and put it in his apron. JT just broke bad. To be continued. I mean, are you ready to get into part two? Yeah, Do we, let's, I mean, let's, let's just jump yeah. into it. It's a two-part. I'm, I'm jumping in right now. I'm, 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 you're, I'm, just, you're just playing? 
Plan. Yeah, it's in there. Right. JT's in an alley. Oh, damn. Yeah, you, said, you said Breaking Bad. This is straight out. Straight out of Breaking Bad. Hell yeah. Jay's his Walt, or I don't know. I feel like JT's the Walt here. Hmm. I can see that. I don't know if Jay, like the actor who was playing him, also was like doubling in a 70s movie or something, but he's got some floppy hair going on right now. Yeah. That I don't, I don't know is of the time. I mean, what is JT? I get that he's desperate, but like, what is he possibly going to say to Liberty? You'll find out. Like, oh, the drugstore job. It's just business is booming right now. You'll see. All right. The scruffy little dude is uh, the kingpin, the drug miser of Canada. Which gave JT eight hundo. JT says, wow, I kind of need more. So we just got 1200 up front. Jay takes his food. He's got a little... Jay needs to get his cut. You know, Jay needs a little taste. JT just puked. Damn, JT's acting like he just fucking killed first. <laughs> All right, skip that intro. Gotta skip the intro, bro. Turned out part two. And walks Toby wearing a little polo. He looks more and more like Millhouse every fucking day. Yeah. Like the big eyebrows, the glasses. Now he's wearing a polo. Like if it were a red polo. Wait, does Millhouse wear a red polo? No, he wears a pink shirt. I can't remember what Millhouse wears. I think like a blue shirt. Is it blue? I'm going to look it up right now. That's why it's either blue or red. Or it could not be, and I'm just wrong. Hmm. It's like pink. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. But in terms of like them renting that place, like that fucking dude, I mean, he was like asking questions, but like, he's just like, are you sure you can afford it? It's like, at least in 2020. At least in the past, I don't know. As long as I've been, yeah, they the got to do credit scores. Yeah, yeah, you got like proof, background checks. All like, that they got to know you can consistently afford. Yeah, it's not a one-time thing, man. Oh, sorry. B plot is a snake plot. What? Yeah, snake just rode up to Degrassi in his fucking bitch ass little ten speed, and look at Joey. I fucks twenty-three year olds Jeremiah. Pulling Jesus. up in his red convertible. Damn, he's what? living the life ever since Caitlin left. He's got them Oakleys strapped to his head. He's got Diane in the passenger. Craig Ooh. just hopped out. Like, Ooh, I, I, I don't want to like predict the future here, mm. but I could see uh, Joey getting in at the ground floor with uh, Bitcoin. Becomes a Bitcoin millionaire. <laughs> I could see that. He looks, I mean, he looks like a young uh, Jeff Bezos. I could see him 
investing in Doge. I could I could see him doing a whole bunch of shit. But in order to do that, he's got to continue fucking 23 year olds. You know what I'm saying? Chow. Did he just say chow? I think he did. And he oof, Joey. Taking days off, just dicking down 23 year olds. I love it. So why does Spinner still hanging out with Jay? I don't know, but why are they sharing earphone uh earphones? Like yeah. they both have one earphone in each year. That's wild. Uh Spinner's still hanging out with Jay because they're buddies. Why wouldn't they be hanging out? Yeah, Liberty's Liberty just said when are we moving in? Uh, we also talked over the fact that Liberty asked, like, where'd the extra money come from? And JT said that it was his grandmother who finally came through. Oof. Liberty and uh, JT are finally confessing to Liberty's parents. And they're not happy because Liberty is getting with a colonizer. I'll tell you that right now. They don't want to see their bloodline tainted. Mm. They want to keep the Van Zant name pure, pure and black. They look at Liberty and they say, we were supposed to be black excellence, Liberty. Damn. I mean, no one's on JT's side. Even his grandmother was given to him. Yeah, I mean, well, he's a colonizer. No one should be on his side. He kind of brought this on himself. Wearing those king-size condoms. What was he thinking? Old shrimp dig. Now, here's the thing. With this, like, A-plot right here, Liberty is torching the earth. She's saying, like, if you don't want JT, then you don't want me. We're out of here. Pause real quick. It's very understandable for the parents not to want JT around, considering everything that they had planned for their daughter, all this stuff. They never thought this would happen to Liberty. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's, I mean, this is classic teenager, but I feel like it's very short-sighted and completely reckless for Liberty to then say, well, in that case, we're out of here. Fuck you, mom and dad. We're moving out on our own. Instead, she could have the best of both worlds. I mean, you can still be with JT. You still get to raise your child like you always wanted to. And you get to live at home. No one has to, like, spend any money. No one has to work a dead-end job. No one has to quit their yeah. dream. You know, the parents are providing <clears throat> stability for them. I don't know. Yeah. They, no, I mean, 100%. I mean, uh, thinking, yeah, it's what you laid out is 100% the pragmatic choice, but it's like, I don't know. I feel like if you're a kid and especially if you get put in this position, it's like, the worst thing when you're like a teenager, I feel like, is to be told you're not an adult or yeah. like you don't know what you're doing. You can't do it. 
right. you can't be independent you can't do this i feel like all you want in the world when you're a teenager is in, in high school is to get yeah to get on with your life and to like finally be an adult and to feel like you can do everything so but, my question well my question to you would be when did you finally feel like that I mean, I feel like I, I was kind of like one foot in both camps. Like I was definitely, I wanted to feel independent and like an adult, but at the same time, I feel like I was pretty pragmatic in that I didn't have any desire to go away to college because I felt like I knew it was going right. to be a waste of money because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I just felt like why put my parents through that, like helping me try and like fund college and i it was yeah i mean it was pretty late out for the first time uh but yeah the first time I moved out was like my own apartment not some college dorm so right i i think i i definitely was able to see the value in being able to live at home for free you know versus trying to like scrape by yeah, barely yeah. making it uh, in some shithole apartment that was not really worth it in the end, just so I could have like my independence. But I mean, I guess what I'm getting at is like, I feel like when you're 16 or 17 or whatever, mm-hmm. just like you were saying, you want you want to be an adult. You want to have that freedom. And I was the same way, but as soon as like I I was 18 and I got my first job and I was making friends that I didn't like make from school or whatever, I I started feeling like I was an adult, even though I was still living at home, you know, I was still Mm -hmm. under my parents' roof and they were providing so much for me, but it wasn't as prescient to be out on my own. You know what I mean? Like when I feel like when you're a teenager in high school, you feel like, Oh, I can't fucking wait to get out of here. I I just, Ooh, any minute now I'm, I'm out of here and I'm doing my own thing. And that's how I felt. But then once I got a job and I was able to like do my own thing, like for the most part, my parents, like they left me to my own devices after I, uh, I got out of high school and I got my own job. They were just like, Okay, I mean, as long as you're working and you're doing something productive with your day, we got no notes. Like, mm-hmm. so I mean, maybe that's why I didn't feel as like claustrophobic as a lot of teens do. But yeah, I don't know. It just felt like after after high school was done, it was a different type of like relationship with my parents. It was more so as long as you like stay out of trouble and as long as you are being productive with your day, we have no problem. Right. Or- yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's, that makes a lot of sense. Cause yeah, I mean with Liberty, I mean, her parents are like insanely strict. So I feel like the stricter your mm. parents are, the more desire you're going to want to. True. Yeah. To break free. Um, Good point. Good point. Yeah, my yeah, parents I mean, were not like hella strict or anything. Yeah, for me, 
I definitely felt like I had a lot of freedom. Uh, like at my dad's house, I had like ultimate freedom. I mean, he did not care about anything as long as we were doing we, normal things. We and talk being about safe. Donnie G on this podcast. He is yeah. a, he is a fucking saint. He yeah, I mean that was like the most that was like the most liberal free place I could have been. Mm. My, my mom was uh, she's a little more strict and commanding, okay. but still enough freedom. Not not anything like liberties. What do you think would have happened if you would have come home to your father at sixteen and said, "Hey, this is a uh, Trish." Mm. She's seven months pregnant, and I don't know. I guess we're gonna keep it. My dad. What would my dad's reaction be? Jeez, he would. I think he would just be shocked, hmm. and just He's be like, like, "You fucking, you, you no, fucking, I, I think you fucking." And he, he I, he, I, I think he would just be like, kind of at a loss for words and just be like, oh, I mean, mm. well, I, you know, I, I'm here for you. We'll figure it out. Like he, he yeah. definitely wouldn't, he definitely wouldn't be mad. He would just be kind of like probably sad in a way, mm. you know? Um, but yeah, my mom, I don't even know. I don't even want to, <sighs> it would, <laughs> I I can imagine I can imagine what your mom would say. Like that's why I was asking about your dad. I've I've been around your mom. I've seen your like I've I've seen your dad and all this stuff. But I've had more interactions with your mother than I have your father. But the stories you've told me about your mother, I I know it, it would have been yeah. it would have been a whole thing. There would have been guilt trips. There would have been like anger and. It would have been like a what about me type situation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, (laughs) uh, but yeah, let's get back into it. All right. right, Press and play. Look at this man riding up on a, on a sport bike. What? I don't know. (laughs) It looks badass as shit though. I had a fucking feeling in my gut that like, Ooh. I don't know, like when he saw Joey with that like hot ass twenty three year old mm. girl in a red shining red convertible. I was like, is Snake gonna feel like emasculated by this, or just like kind of a pathetic frumpy dude? He should 30s. feel like a pathetic frumpy dude in his thirties, based on what he looks like. But yeah, now he has a motorcycle. And he just rolled up to Degrassi and Hot Sauce was just like, hey, talking like motorcycle jargon. Snake didn't get it. And she just said, make sure it's out of the handicap spot, like pronto or whatever. And he's like, sure thing, Miss H. Big snake energy. He's swinging that thing. Oh, Liberty. By whom must... Wait, what'd she say? By whom must I be impregnated by to get some service? It's classic Liberty. Love it. Wait, babies go through 10 diapers a day? That's wild. (laughs) 
old pharmacist man is uh, questioning JT. Hey, some oxycodone's gone missing. JT's guilty as fuck. I don't know anything about that. You think somebody stole it? I didn't steal it. Liberty, you? No? Huh? Liberty's staring daggers at JT. He can't be doing that shit again. That old that old timer's on to him. That old timer, I don't know, maybe Liberty. Damn, I feel nothing like gets, nothing gets past the Liberty. No. No, it doesn't. Because she's the smartest woman in Degrassi. Smartest woman in Canada, maybe. Damn. She's beating the shit out of the boy. Damn. Violence against men. Hate it's to real, see it. It's a real Amber Heard, Johnny Depp situation. You know what I'm saying? Justice for Johnny. I'm completely kidding, of course. Johnny Depp is a monster. He's going to try and get back drugs from a yeah. drug dealer. <laughs> he better bring a fucking pistol. In Canada, they only had the one, and Rick already used it. Like, mm, sure. there are no more guns in Canada. JT and Tobes back at it again. JT's going to Toby for some money, for some cashish. <clears throat> hey, if I ever like found myself in some trouble, like with a drug dealer, and I came to you like this, I just need you to react better than like Toby acts here. I just need you to be a better friend. I think I can do better than Toby. Hey, Toby's got like a slight five o'clock shadow. Mm -hmm. There's that puberty you're begging for. But also, I would never like grab you like this, just so you know. I would never manage with you. Yeah. Damn. I I can't take the chance. What are you damning at? Toby, scorched earth. Don't talk to me. Don't look at me. Uh, okay, but Toby can't really be saying that type of shit because his only other friend is dead now and was a school shooter. So beggars can't be choosers. Spike doesn't know Snake bought a motorcycle? Uh, she doesn't. She will in a few minutes. Back to that B-plot. Dinner at the Nelson Simpson residence. Although I guess it's Nelson Simpson Santos now. That freckle-faced fuck. Ooh, they're going to roll up. When's the next shipment? (laughs) Man. Jay and this floppy hair. They got to do something. I think he's wearing a what is that, a chain necklace? I don't know what that shit is. 
this drug dealer that they never gave a name to, uh, he's doing a lot with that hat. Like, he's getting real fucking method. I love it. They're roughing JT up. How, how are you feeling right now? You okay? Liberty's living the fucking life. This could have been you. I know. This is what we all have to deal with as men. Gotta sell <laughs> drugs. Oh my god. To raise a kid we didn't want. Then we get beat up by drug dealers. It Day in the life. To all of us. Happens to the best of us, definitely. This little piece of shit. Oh, he looks like a thief, though. Hey, I was right. He ran out. Looks like a thief. Ooh, JT, steal more drugs. JT also looks like a thief. I love how gingerly he, like, runs to the back cabinet. Yeah, this is like a time before cameras were invented. Fucking Canada didn't get cameras until, uh, like, 2015, I feel like. After Seth Rogen's success in the States, was he able to send money up north to provide Canada with cameras? Mm. I'm just going to say it. Uh, Spike is too hot for Snake. I don't know what's going on with her in this dark hair. Her eyes are still too close together. But uh, other than that, like, there's no yeah. reason why she should be with Snake. Like, she let that mom bob grow out, and now she's doing it for me. If she had on glasses, like, give her some glasses or something. But she has two kids. That's wild. Yeah. Snake is just like, I need something for me. I need my bike. When I'm on the open road, I feel different. He made me steal again. JT's between a rock and a pregnant girl. Like, he is not okay. I thought you changed. I don't know that she can, like, throw this in his face. I mean, yeah, it's irresponsible and fucked, but I don't know, man. He begged you to give the baby up for adoption. Oh, here's JT. They're at the ravine. This drug dealer is not happy. JT just made it rain on him with uh, pills. Embarrassed him in front of his people. Oh, uh, Jay has a pretty iconic line here, so you're not saying much right now, so just pay attention, I guess, as you already are. Uh Uh-oh, bun in the oven? Uh, That's not the line. JT's confiding in Jay. 
about everything that's going wrong in his life. Lost my girl, lost my best friend, I lost my job and my family. Now I'm probably going to jail. At least there's and Jay's a party. line. Yeah. yeah. Hey, bummer times. At least there's a party. Oh, Puts man. on the glasses. I'm going to start and walks. I'm going to start carrying around glasses. Just say that. You got to say bummer times first. Hey, no bummer times. Never get high on your own supply. Yeah, that's he, day he's one taking stuff. all of them. He's going to OD. You think so? I don't know. I don't, think so. I don't yeah, know I think about. Fine. I don't know anything about. Uh, the thing I hate worse is that he fucking dry swallowed like 12 pills. That's psychotic. Hey, when you take pills, do you dry swallow or do you like throw some water in your mouth? Uh, water. Thank you. My girlfriend uh, dry swallows and it drives me up the wall. I, mean, I don't see any reason why water. Nor do I. Yeah. Like no, no one's just out in the world with pills and no water. Like you're 99% of the time when you're taking a pill, you're at home. You got water at home. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <sighs> all right. Back to this B plot. Hot sauce is uh, talking to snake about his new motorcycle and snake is confiding in the hot sauce about how things aren't that great at home. Hot Sauce is going to ask Snake for a ride. Is that like a friendly ride? Mm -hmm. Jesus. Hey, JT back on his bullshit. Ooh, is he going to fall in the fire and die? (laughs) And burn himself? (laughs) Yeah. That's how he gets a face transplant. Horse face to like bird face or some shit. I don't know. JT's all pilled up. Everyone's laughing. He's seeing like triple and double. Doing bad dad jokes. This is how we all become. This is how us men become alcoholics. Yeah. We're forced to raise children and uh, sell drugs to the community. JT's just passed out. And unfortunately... He did not fall onto the fire like you're thinking you would, Nathaniel. He did avoid a cin- any cinder blocks, too. True. Yeah. Hey, Snake and Joey. Yo, I'm a part of a uh, Discord that recently like uploaded all of the original Degrassi, like junior high and high in HD. So we will need to like dive into some of that at some point. Cause I remember you saying that you thought it might be interesting to see like where these characters began, but a B plot is wrapped. Snake is going to buy the bike permanently much to uh, Spike's chagrin. Look, we got both families here. Breaking bread. They're at the hospital. And uh, the boy JT got his stomach pumped. And he's on suicide watch.
could you have ever predicted this for that little class clown wearing those like flaming button up shirts and puka shells riding his little razor scooter around now look at him try to kill himself in the ravine I'm sorry damn Lumpy says they both screwed up. She's giving the baby up for adoption. He's not fit to be a father. Damn. When clowns cry. <sighs> That's literally like the comedy and drama face. Right there. Jeez. But here's the thing, man. Okay, Liberty, by the end of this episode, is like, I'm giving the baby up for adoption. Do you remember how this two-parter started? It's JT begging Liberty, please give the baby up for adoption. We can't uh, do this. Yeah. There are some severe holes in the writing of season five. I mean, it was just this whole two-parter was just a big roundabout. Yeah. Where she's like, I really want this kid. I think we could do it. And JT's like, I don't know. It's going to be fucking horrible and really tough. She's like, please. She's like, please. And then he's like, you know what? Fine. I want to make you happy. Let's do it. And then she's like, great. And then he fucking does some wacky ass shit to make it happen. Just like derails his whole fucking life in like a 24 hour period. <laughs> and then she's like, damn, okay, fine. Yeah. yeah. I guess no, but not, I guess. no, no, not damn okay, fine. It's you're unfit. I'm giving the baby up. And JT's like, oh, God, no, not the baby. Even though that's all he wanted was for the baby to be put up from adopt or for adoption. Yeah. It's wild. I kind of feel, okay, just spitballing here. If I were writing this. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah let's get into that. Um, yeah, it's the whole, it's. The premise is still the same. JT wants to give the baby up. Liberty does not. Yeah. JT is then convinced, like, hey, maybe we can make it work. Maybe we can do this and that. And Liberty's like, yeah, maybe we can. And through JT's, like, actions and everything, maybe because of stress, maybe because of waiting too long to go see a doctor. She loses the baby. I don't know, something like that, where it's it's like a multitude of things that were stacked up against them. It was the fact that Liberty had waited, like maybe you put off the fact that they go to the doctor and get the ultrasound because they only did that in part one, finally, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe do that in part two, and she reveals, like, hey, everything's not okay with the baby. But it just doesn't make sense for JT, JT to have given up all of this stuff after he was the driving force for the adoption, only for Liberty at the end to say, I'm giving the baby up for adoption. Like, it, none of it is like, it just doesn't, like, this is the same thing from uh, last week's episode with Jimmy, where mm-hmm. he gave up music to pursue art 
that got in the way of basketball. Why? You know, now we're having JT, who's all about the adoption, say, no thanks, adoption. Let me quit my uh, true passion. Let me steal drugs, attempt suicide, and then like burn all these bridges. Like he got into a fight with JT. He and his grandma are on bad terms. He like got into it with Liberty's parents only for Liberty to then say adoption is the only way. I don't know. It just feels like it. Yeah. Roundabout. It's so fucked. It's just bad news. I don't, I didn't care for this two-parter. I used to really like it back in the day now yeah no not so much yeah i mean yeah it kind of just feels like a really roundabout way of it's like well it'd be pretty pretty fucking hardcore if we you know just like surface level like oh what if like what's like a ton of terrible things we could just put jt through why could liberty be the one who wanted the adoption and jt was like begging her to keep it because yeah. of because we had that little uh, hint that, to his backstory with his mom raising him when he was young and his grandma stepping in and raising the both of them and everything like yeah and be- and like and he could have even had that that motivation because he even said to his grandma when she was like and your father walked out and he's like I'm not like him exactly yeah, yeah. like that would have that would have been way more compelling motivation for him to like put himself through hell, like selling drugs and yeah, working that shitty job because he wants to prove that he's not like his father. He's not his father, but instead he's like doing it all reluctantly, but like, well, he was super pragmatic up until like they went to the ultrasound and then he was like, Oh, it's real now. Now, yeah. I know I'm a father. Now let's have this baby. But that's that's also my point where like maybe push off the ultrasound into like part two. But even if you do that, you can still have JT be the one. Like let's say Liberty is just super like dismissive and just very reluctant to face the reality of her pregnancy like she was for the first part of season five. And then when they finally do find out, or when Liberty finally tells JT, JT is like ecstatic. He's like, well, not ecstatic. He's just like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this, this, and this. I'm going to provide. I'm going to help. I'm going to do all these things. And Liberty's just like, okay, you can do that, but I'm giving this baby up. Like, I have a future. I want to go to college. I want to do all these things with my life. And a baby is not a part of my plan. Which rings way more true to Liberty, to your point that you were saying in part one, like Liberty is not this type of person to just like be like, oh, I want a baby. Like, I'll keep the baby. She would she would either have had the abortion already or if she was against abortion for whatever reason, would have been already looking into families and adoption agencies, you know, so. It would have made way more sense had the roles been reversed. Liberty is looking mm. for the adoption agency and like trying to get this baby a better yeah. life so she can get back to her plan. And JT is sort of just like, no, we can make this work. I, yeah. I have- the, 
the only I think it definitely works more that way, but the only reason I can see the writers wanting to stray away from that because of the Craig and Manny of it all. Yeah. Sure. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, but I, I but but no, I, I don't think that's a good enough reason. Just yeah. It, it does make more sense when you lay it out that Man. way. Yeah. But I feel like that's probably what it came down to. The the same reason I think why when they yeah. first were pre- found out they were pregnant, I was like, why doesn't she just get abortion? You're like, well, they already did what? that. Yeah, that. they did that storyline already. Manny, yeah. So. No, that's... But, again, while they definitely wanted to tell the abortion storyline and it made the most sense for Manny, who was, who was not promiscuous, but she was, like, head over heels in love with Craig and she made a wrong decision and all this stuff, it made sense at the time for Manny to be that character, it didn't make sense for Manny to be that character to do that, you know, because Manny, I could see Manny saying like, I want to keep it instead of like going through with the abortion, especially when you find out like her parents are so religious and so strict and everything. But yeah, that's neither here nor there, but yeah, man, uh, I don't know this, this two parter, Originally, I remember really liking it and being like, damn, they finally gave JT some like some some meat. Like they gave JT a better storyline than just being a comedic foil, which is is fair, like it's fine or whatever. But under closer examination, it's it's weak. It's yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Rough stuff. But uh I don't know. You do you have any closing thoughts? Um keep in mind we had our B plots, Emma and Peter, then uh Snake and Hot Sauce. Which is I never noticed uh yeah, these B plots, it deals with the child, like the children of hot sauce and snake and then it deals with the parents of mnp you know like mm-hmm. yeah so I don't know. any thoughts on those b plots mm. i don't know the the emma b plot felt pretty thin like i didn't really understand what it was up to other than just kind of like setting up a potential relationship Mm. right i mean there's nothing really else there other than them getting kind of like i don't i don't know yeah okay there there was no like real resolution or no no resolution whatsoever i feel like it was just it was it was planting seeds yeah uh the whole snake thing i mean yeah my only question with it is just like i don't know I'm still like knowing Degrassi. I, I don't know if this was like nothing or if this was really something with the whole like, hey, you want to take me for a ride mm-hmm. on that bike? I'm just like, whoa, what the fuck is that supposed to be? Like, in Degrassi, I don't know. You know, you never know. And I mean, Snake, Snake yeah. just said he's like, he wants to break bad. He needs some adventure in his life. True. The man is um, 34. God, can imagine. His life's basically over. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I don't know. I okay. guess I, I guess I'm. Yeah, I with the Emma thing, I feel like it's setting up stuff with the snake thing. I'm. I feel like this was just a one-off, mm. just kind of little tale of snake. But right, right, it could be potentially setting some weird shit up with hot sauce. But I don't know. Maybe that it could be nothing. It could be something. Indeed. Okay. I can't, I can't tell. That's fair. Them Degrassi writers, they keep guessing. Oh, yeah. Um. So we have two episodes coming at you next week. Episode nine, Tell It to My Heart, and episode 10, Redemption Song. So this synopsis for Tell It to My Heart is weird as fuck. And I promise, even though like sometimes I bungle the readings uh, of these synopses, this one it's just grammatically weird. So I'm gonna read it real quick. Mm-hmm. Someone's definitely interested in Marco. But as it turns out, Tim is interested in Marco. But not for the expected reason. Wait, Tim? Who's Tim? Tim is a new character. Irrelevant. I mean, irrelevant, but not irrelevant. But either way, the sentence, like the first sentence says, someone's definitely interested in Marco. The second sentence like the first sentence was someone's definitely interested in Marco. The second sentence is, but as it turns out, Tim is interested in Marco, but not for the expected reason. What does that mean? I mean, like someone's definitely interested in Marco, period. But as it turns out, Tim is like, what? I don't know. HBO Max, get it the fuck together. I don't know what's going on with Warner Brothers and Discovery Plus, but they need to fix their shit. They need to get it together. All right. Mm-hmm. Look. Redemption song. This is a good one. Not okay. to tell it to my heart isn't a good one. It's it's good, but redemption song. I remember being like, "Oh shit!" The one year anniversary of the school shooting is approaching, and everyone's feeling the weight of it. Okay, that's a synopsis. It's a good one. It's yeah. uh, one one year anniversary of the shooting. I mean, look, this is more like. This is something I can say to Degrassi that I really can't speak to with other teen dramas. They dig back into their history. Like, keep in mind, like, when we covered the OC with Marissa and her trauma and everything, like, they never really went back to really delve into it too much. It was a couple conversations some flashbacks and then it was glossed over but like keep in mind like spinner he had a hand in the school shooting it's a season later and we're like spinner is still on the outs with people and they're dipping back into this whole school shooting thing and it's an entire plot i appreciate that um yeah that's that's all uh any predictions anything you want to throw out there for what's coming up um <clears throat> nothing other than what was kind of or anything you hope to set see. up. Um I don't know. I think it's been a while since we've seen Spinner's redemption arc. Mm. Uh might be nice to see more of him. Funny you said redemption arc and one of the episodes are titled Redemption Song. Oh, all right. Well, mm. Um 
I I need more time with the new Manny and Craig. I need I need to figure it out more. I don't know. What is there to figure out? I need to know if it's real. You saw Craig arm around Manny. Yeah, but we know Craig. We know the two of them have a history of putting all their fucking chips on the table. Oh. And, you know, I, I just, I need to know it's for real this time. I see more oh. time to get on board with it. Okay. Okay. Need more time. Fair enough. All right. I, I hope you get that time, King. Uh, I hope, you know, certain things come to fruition. I hope, I don't know that you'll ever be on board with anyone with Manny. That's the thing is no matter what happens, I don't know that you'll ever approve of any of the suitors for Manny Santos. Yeah. Unless like their name is Nathaniel and they have like brown curly hair. You're going to be like, who is this (laughs) fucking guy? Who is this guy? Like probably aesthetically Craig is the closest to you on anyone in this cast. But still, you're just like, fuck this guy. Mm, hate to see it. You see? Yeah. It is what it is. Uh, but that being said, guys, for now, we're out of here. Next time, we're covering Tell It To My Heart and Redemption Song. Looking forward to it. Can't wait. Uh, this has been Wasteland High, so thank you all for listening. Adios. Bye. Later. <laughs>